Bulls to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. He's in. What a comeback. Welcome back to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. Um, today, we're going to tackle a couple topics. We're going to talk about Pete Carmichael getting fired. We'll also talk about the epic Mickey Loomis crackhead press conference <laughs> from the other day. Yeah, he was and on And we something. can give uh, a few thoughts on the offensive coordinator search. So, as always, I'm here with Nick and Corey. Corey, you want to jump us off? Yeah. Uh, what did we say we're talking about first? We'll, we'll talk Pete? about Carmichael first. Yeah. You've I mean, given look, eulogy and kind of yeah. It's funny because the whole year everyone's like, "God, get rid of Pete," and not the whole year. I guess like at the end of, end of the season, everyone's like, "Maybe Pete's not that bad," but there was all this ire and and angst against him, and then he leaves, and everyone's like, "I'm not knocking it. It's true." But they're like, oh, "18 years, man. Just he was so great and." Love you, Pete. Like, respect you. But, you know, two months ago, everyone's like, get out of here. <laughs> to be but, fair, he did get a lot better as the season went on and quieted a little bit of those critics. Yeah. So I don't think it was as and, negative from the fans at the end of the season as it was, especially mid, early of the season. But someone has to get let go he, here. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm not saying, like, let him go just because someone has to go. I think he had to go. He has to go. Because he had to go. Like, you know, it's, there's people saying like, oh, well, you know, this is just Dennis Allen trying to put a Band-Aid on a situation. And it's like, and and that might be true too. But I also agree with you. But this had to happen. Yeah, it was time. Um, It just. He had to go after the 2022 season. Yeah. And it was becoming very readily apparent that it is him. And our offense was, you know, they basically quantify creativity now. It's it's almost like a statistic. It was we were just statistically not running the plays that would qualify you as a creative offense, and much worse, like as a effective offense. Um, yeah, I think all those things are kind of funny. The, the thing is, are you successful or you're not successful? If you line up in I formation, you can score twenty eight a game. Who cares? We didn't. We did not. We were not successful. For the majority of yeah. the season. So he's gone. I, I don't care about play. I, what I mean is I don't care how many play action passes you run or whatever. Is your offense effective? Is your offense not effective? And for a great majority, I agree with Corey. It's time's up. It's, um, you know, it was one of my hot takes that he would bounce back this year. Um, he didn't do enough. And I know they finished. We were kind of talking about this off air for a second. Um, we finished ninth in points. We actually squeezed into the top 10 in points yeah. score, which I I had no idea until Corey mentioned that. Uh, and I kind of, yeah. y'all know, I pay attention to those kind of things. <laughs> and I, I had no clue we had squeaked all the way up to nine in total points. But it was the inconsistency. It was, you know, uh, this year heavily affected by the offensive line. True, but that's part of his thing, right? That's under his management. And mm-hmm. it was terrible. And you have to, that's put on him just like, if the skilled position players don't play yeah. up or Carr doesn't play up to par, he's, it's all on him. He's the head coach of the offense. Right. It had to happen. I do think it's Dennis Allen's move to like be like, well, something's got to change and i got to save my own life. That's what I think it is. Yeah. But it's also deserved at the same time, right? I mean, he got he got two years. It never looked great. Nope. Right? So that's, that's what happens in the NFL. you got to perform. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think you guys pretty much covered it. It, it had to happen. You just can't yeah. have back-to-back performances like this. So, um, yeah, yeah and, and, it, it, it's also, a positive. And also going back to the fact that he didn't want the job. You know, well, I mean, he was in, but it, to the degree that we know that was certainty, it was clear that his best role was the one he served with Sean Payton. You know, like having, I think some guys just, they either do it 100% on their own or they need like uh, a wingman or a captain or somebody to do it with. He clearly needed the other person in Sean Payton to succeed. Yeah, and the other thing to look at, I mean, look, Payton's gone. Why are we trying, you know, right. three and years later, trying to yeah. replicate the, the, the Sean Payton experience? And like, let's be is- honest, the Sean Payton offense did not look good this year either. So there is a component to it. Maybe the league has evolved a little, yeah. and this this type of offense isn't working as yeah. well as it was. Faster outside linebackers. Right. The it's a different league, quicker. right? Yeah. yeah. I, I just think, look, we're going into year three post-Payton. This is year yeah. four post-Breeze. It, look, it was a beautiful moment in time. Let it die a peaceful death at this point. Let's yeah. stop trying to recreate it with people who can't recreate it. Right. We're not going to make fetch happen. And to what Corey said, pretty much, <laughs> he does deserve recognition and praise for what he did here. He was yeah. a big part of the best Saints run in history. Yeah. Um, in that role, he was exceptional for our team. Yeah. So let's call when when Sean got hurt and he called the plays and the best offense in NFL history. Yeah. Pete was a part of that. He was calling those plays at the end of the season. Yeah. He was calling plays in the um Tony Gate year. Twenty twelve. Yeah. And and we were a top five offense. So yeah. this was not a bad guy. For the Saints, he just wasn't an offense coordinator. Yeah. It's just what it is. What's the? Uh, I know you love Two Face. So what's Harvey Dent's famous quote? You either die a hero, or you live long enough to see yourself become a villain. That's right. That's exactly what happened yeah. with Pete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he became a villain. He had to go, but at the same point, he was a hero for many years. Yeah, yeah. we love. We applaud him for his services. Yep. Good luck on his next uh, venture. I'm sure he'll be in uh, Denver as some kind of a quarterback yeah, coach or something. Yeah, it's, it's coming soon. He's probably taking a little vacation and then, you know. D- Denver's publicity team's like, everybody knows, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But uh, let's move on to the more intriguing topic, yeah. the Mickey Loomis press conference. <laughs> well, oh, I'm sorry. I was just finishing my gum there. Yeah, I, look, I'm going to turn it over to Nick first on this one, but I, let me just say, how fucking that was just bizarre. cracked out did he look? I, I mean. Could you be any more unlikable? Like I said, he was in a state. Like, yeah. that was not... It was like, so unprofessional When looking. I watched, like, I saw the tweets coming through, and I'm like, why is everyone talking about Chuck Noll? What, like, why is, <laughs> why is Landry <laughs> but here's the trending thing about, right now? Real quick, you about know, those and, comparisons. But, well, before we get into that, I just thought... I was like, I gotta go look at it. You know, you gotta look at it. You gotta see it. And I'm like, whoa. It was worse what when a, you watched what, it. What kind of, like... It made me feel like, uh, hey, this is... This is like concerning odd. It wasn't just like a hey, look at me. I'm it was like a cry I, for help. This is medical. <laughs> like what and and then I'm like, okay, now I'm just gonna laugh at him because he sounds like the dude in a Metairie dive bar that's drinking by himself with all the conspiracy theories and he just like has to come talk to you. You know, the, the little guy I mean, look if you know well, he, look, check and he's making all these like He had that list prepped. Yeah, yeah. That motherfucker oh, sure. had that on like a, on a it was card. Like the way he was talking, but here, like I want to like, talk about that real quick. Got this over here. That and list, got that over there. That I'm list like, is cool. horseshit. Okay, yeah. because when you manipulate, I always tell Max about this. In some of these articles, you get you can manipulate data. Right? Yeah, very easy. Statistics. So say what you want them to. I want to. I want to make this narrative. I'll take this part of the statistics. Yeah, his statistics were not lies, except 
Why are you using Dennis Allen as if Oakland didn't exist and then yep. using Belichick but allowing Cleveland? Yeah. You know, yeah. he's using his Cleveland years, not his – Right. So that, that is second tenure. You're strictly lying. You're yeah. up there lying. And yeah. it is so unprofessional and condescending as shit. Yep. Um, this has always been my thing, and Max knows this. It was kind of my gripe with Peyton, um, uh, who is a Saints legend. Um it seemed like when we won a Super Bowl, the egos went through the roof. And yeah. they just thought they were masters of everything. And ever since then, I'd always tell Max, I'm like, I don't think Loomis is it. I don't think Loomis is it. This was so egotistical oh my God, to yeah. come out there and know you were manipulating stats and feeding it to the press as the general manager. This isn't a player or even a coach. This is the general oh, manager. And it was it was uh, egotistical and condescending just the fact that he did it at all it thought i'm gonna go out and do this it was one thing that he said that really got me when he tried to say you know the people that want to just look at the two years it, you know it just people that say well you, you just got to get rid of the guy you just got to get rid of that's lazy that's the lazy way to do it and when he said lazy yeah like and knowing that everyone in that room it, that's exactly what they're they're saying Everyone's saying like, "Oh, he should be gone," but Loomis won't do it, and and Mickey knows that that's the narrative, and so he just went out there and said, "Hey, I'm I'm, I'm me. right, y'all are wrong, and y'all y'all not not only are y'all wrong, right. y'all are lazy." And and Max knows <laughs> I am not geez. a guy who believes you bend to the fans, and and I sent him there was like a Bill Polian quote that's something like, "If you start listening to the fans, you'll be watching the games on the couch with them." Mm-hmm. I yeah. believe there's truth to that. That's not what he did. Yeah, he, he went to attack everyone instead of say. Yep. I'm the general manager. This is what I believe. Yeah. This is what we're doing. And he didn't just have like a bad moment where he just like flew off the handle. He went, like you said, he went there with the note card. Right. Right. <laughs> and inaccurate data, like manipulated data, not inaccurate, manipulated to yeah. make his story look better. That is definition of like ego, narcissistic, you know, and, and even I can, he, I make up my reality. Even so if he had said all that stuff while not looking like he was on drugs. If he was like his most polished self saying the exact same words, it still would have been horrible. That's the more <laughs> concerning thing because this was completely out of the, the ordinary. We've seen Loomis talk for 20 years at this point. Yeah. He always is put together. Yeah. He's got a very measured response to everything. He looked out of control. Let's weird. also talk about some of the other takes so over weird. the last few months where comparing to Breeze and doing all – you're like, what are you talking He's about? He's been saying more. Like I've never – I don't recall another season in our history where like the Mike Haas hour with Loomis has ever been a a thing that by people the way, like no one constantly was calling for Sean Payton's job year three. By the way, it. not yeah. one person Not was calling for Sean Payton's job. You yeah, kind we of loved him. Yeah, we but, went to an NFC Championship two years prior. No one, no one was calling. Yeah, for that. someone else. Another lot. So he's like, you want to call it an eight and eight and seven and nine season? You went to the NFC Championship the Correct. first the first year. Correct. Like off of a three and thirteen, I believe. Is that what we were? Yeah, three and thirteen. You well, went three and thirteen to the NFC Championship. The thing was, <laughs> when I heard Mickey's analogy, uh, you know, you know, I love a good analogy, but. Um, yeah, I was just like, it, it occurred to me by that by his logic, it, it actually made me start thinking like, I've had a pretty good head coaching career in the NFL when you compare it to the early years of Noel Belichick and Landry. Because at some point in their lives, they had as many wins in the NFL as I do. Yep. You know? So by Mickey logic, I mean, I could be a good next it uh, was an great NFL head coach. way to approach that. I... Like I said, I don't agree with him, but if he came out there and said, I've done my work, I've done all my homework, Dennis Allen's my guy going forward, 
I believe we can correct the things to become a playoff team again next year. Yeah. That's a leader. This was trash. He, yeah, was trash. yeah. I, I agree with that completely. Like, yeah. if he comes out and just has a, a nice, you know, a, a measured, you know, well-thought-out statement, I'm fine with it. I'll say, okay, that's fine. You know what? He he believes in DA. He's gonna, they're going to, yeah. you know, improve the areas that need to be improved. Yeah. This was a fucking insane rant. This but was, I'm tired it, of hearing the criticism. So F all you guys. I know more than you. Here's the facts. There's it, no reason to do it that. Was a, yeah. It was a mix between like a, you know, go, you know, like fuck you, whatever. It was a mix between like that and the dude wearing like the tinfoil hat. I mean, it, how out of touch? It, it, remember was, the comment earlier about the economy is the reason why people were selling their right. tickets to the game? That's what I'm saying. No, motherfucker. We weren't selling because of the economy. We were selling because of the product. But why? Like, like the... A small, He's treating us like we're stupid. Right. A small three-year window. Last year of Sean and these two years have been difficult years for us, right? Yeah. And what does he do but just start like... He never talked like that. These are some wild statements that make no sense. Yeah. The economy, the tickets are purchased. They're not making money on these tickets. Everyone knows yeah, they're selling Carolina have, tickets for $20. Right. They, it, it's not an economy. They don't need $20, season, dude. They you bought have, season yeah. tickets. You have a season ticket wait list. <laughs> like, so, yeah. And again, I'm not saying you answer to the fans. You can't. He has to run the business the way he sees fit, but regardless of the public. But that is not what he's doing. Yeah. He wants to jab at everybody for some reason. There's a difference between think. not... Uh, you know, reacting to the fans or acting because they ask you to do something. The difference between that and uh, just anyone uh, who compares anyone to Drew Brees, it's a difference between go away, like yeah, not bending to the fans and just <laughs> well, you know, not, DA is not insulting our intelligence. Da is statistically one of the five worst head coaches in NFL history. Would you factor in the number of games he has coached, coached, and his winning percentage? Yeah, so. But the fact that he was comparing them to Hall of Fame coaches is just disgusting. It's insulting to our It's insulting yeah. to anyone who watches yeah. football. Yeah. But um, you want to keep them, just say you're keeping them. Exactly. Yeah, move on. We'll respect that. Say what you're what we're all expecting you to say. Like he knew that we all thought we knew what he was gonna say. You know, yeah, and like, he pivoted and it was And he's like, I'm gonna come in. They they all think I'm just gonna get up here and say we're keeping them, have a nice day. Well, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna go somewhere else with this. I'm gonna say we're keeping them, but I'm gonna go Say something that, that they're not gonna, never gonna expect. It was stupid. It's like, it's just a rant of a person who knows he's yeah. untouchable and will never go anywhere right. as long as a bench. That's I, the ego part. That's what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah, he's just a narcissist, and I mean that's that's the end it's, of it. It's pretty clear now. Yeah. Yeah. But um, let's move on to a more positive scenario. So we do have the search for offensive coordinator yep. going on. Um, from what it looks like, it looks like we're ready to pick some fruit off of the Sean McVay tree. Yep. Um, there's been reports that last year or the year before, I think it was, they went after Liam Cohen, who was uh, from the Sean McVay tree, ended up, he ended up taking a job at Kentucky, I believe, and then uh, McVay pulled him back this year to be DOC. Yeah. But um, it looks like that's been the position they've wanted to go for a while now. So I personally am excited. You yep. know, it's a new scheme. I've been very vocal about, like, let the Sean Payton system go. Yeah. Bring in something new and bring fresh. Bring in something new and fresh, and let's let's you know get with the times on this. Is this all? Ba- this is all the Shanahan tree, basically, though, right? Like, uh, um, not those guys in particular, but no, because McVeigh and Shanahan were both in Washington together. Under, was that when his dad was there? No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought so. And then and they kind of veered. They went off. McVeigh got the job and uh, with the Rams. And then Shanahan went to the Falcons. Yeah, yeah. And, then and LaFleur to, was there, too. I think he went yeah. to BOC at Tennessee, then became... You've just got a lot of head coaches off yeah. of this original Yeah, court. I guess you call it the Shanahan... The, 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 the original the dad, Shanahan. Right, the dad. Yeah, daddy Shanahan's yeah. tree. But, yeah. 
I think McVeigh and and, uh, and 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 Kyle Shanahan have two. You know, they have some two different systems on how they how they do things. So you know, you see Mike McDaniel's obviously a uh, Kyle Shanahan yep, right. disciple, but McVeigh, man, that tree, I'm ready to to see who we get. And I have this feeling it's all going to be a big swerve, and we're just going to say, okay, well, we interviewed these people. But John Gruden's coming on in. It just feels like it's, it's setting us up for that. Kind of what I'm wondering if 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 this is for show, you know. And also, maybe y'all have heard, but have they actually scheduled an interview? They've yet? already had interviews. They've actually done, oh with, with, with Gruden I know, in general. No, no, I mean with the uh, yeah they've had well no, was, they've had interviews yeah with the uh, big I think they were Zoom interview. Okay. I think that's pretty standard. Now the first interviews was Zoom yeah. and okay. then they bring you in. I think I they were also, like at some point during Underhill and Triplet uh, reported that they they have already had they've had multiple interviews, I know interviews. There were, and there will be more. First there were interviews. requests for yeah. interviews and right now the reality is hours went by before we found out if they were doing them. So I think people were thinking like, are they going to block the interviews? <laughs> no, I mean, and look, and anyone who thinks, you know, we're not going to be able to get coaches, that's a fucking ridiculous take. You know, I was listening to, I think it was Ross Jackson the other day, and he made a really good point talking about how, you know, coaches are arrogant. There's a, yeah. there's a finite number of, of coaches that are good enough to coach in the, or get the opportunity to coach in the NFL. That's why you see them keep getting recycled. Sure. These guys think they can walk into any room and, and turn that team around to where it needs to be. And yeah. the other thing especially if they're getting a promotion right uh, yeah they're gonna at, they're not gonna shy away for no, any reason this this offense wasn't even catastrophic exactly it, it that take is crazy no no and here's the, here's the thing though it's like there's this narrative going around that you know New Orleans is a sinking ship nobody wants to be here and all that that's horseshit it's a promotion as Nick well, just said yeah and look they're not pulling from fellow offensive coordinators you're pulling from the yeah. the, the quarterbacks coach or you're not gonna get a coach. you're not getting yeah. and, but most teams aren't right but there's a huge selling point to come work for the Saints in that this front office will not fire you yeah. until they absolutely have to. Like, you're going to get every opportunity to succeed. And it's like, look, we all know DA's a bad head coach. Right. The guy's a hell of a defensive coordinator. Yeah. And if you just – it's kind of like when – This uh, is what I wanted – you and yep, I were talking about. When Sean Payton brought on Greg Williams. Yeah. This was finally at the point where he said, you know what, I'm not going to have all my buddies here. I forgot the guys, Gary, Gary Gibbs yeah. and all Gibbs. those guys. He said, I'll bring in this guy from the outside. side. This, uh, he's basically a mercenary. Yeah. He's only going <laughs> to focus on the defensive side. I can just focus on the offense. And you can see him kind of butting heads when she oh, wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. But the it was combination. clear they weren't like buddies. Right, and, but they don't need to be. So right. DA, get somebody on offense that can be his, uh, his Greg Williams. Yeah. Right, and that, it, what I was texting Max specifically, it's my only case for Gruden. Because yeah. what, and I'm not making a case for Gruden because I believe, much as I believe the Peyton offense has kind of seen its day, I believe Gruden's uh, may struggle a little bit. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong. But what I'll say to that is there is no way Gruden is going to bow to DA. That's a Super Bowl winning coach. Yeah. He's going to be like, no way, no way I not. got the offense. You go do your thing. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Which is happen. what we need. That's what we, we need. We need that. Yeah. Now, if again, we we're not some, advocating for Gruden. Right. I'd rather a, uh, a, a, rather a, a, a McVay guy. Right. I yeah. would rather one of those guys yeah. in that situation. So the, the thing is you have to make sure it's a big, per, like a strong personality yeah. that is just going to say, DA, fix the defense because you, you drifted last year. Right. You go do what you do. Leave yeah. this alone. So, Leave me alone. Don't worry about it. I got it. Yeah. And, and, we go and, with and it. if it's a younger dude, you know, as opposed to like the old move, the old guy move like Gruden, you know, you would want the younger dude to be – like yes, young, fresh, and energetic, but also arrogant as fuck. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like everyone's like, God, Peyton was so like people negatively used to be like, God, he's just such an arrogant asshole. It's like, yes, yes, he is. Yeah. And 
he's not going to take any shit as a coach. That's what you want from a coach. Right. So like, I don't necessarily need the coach to be like a nice, personable guy. Just like, be, I don't want that. Be an be asshole. An I don't ass- care. Or at, just at a minimum, just think, be someone that can lead people. You know, whether I think, he's a nice guy, a, a crappy. But everyone, but, but they said like has Carmichael, to be a strong, person. yeah, a strong personality, person yeah, that can just tell. I'm just gonna tell you what I don't want to see. I do not want to see some retread. I don't want to see Doug yeah. Marone get fucking elevated to offensive that coordinator. That would be horrible. That would be right. But that fits the mo of what these guys would do. Like I'm yeah. not, you know, Nick's right. I'm not as keen on Gruden's offense being successful in 2024. You know what I mean? Like you saw it in Oakland or Vegas, his second go around. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same setup. So um, I I would much prefer that we get a young, fresh guy who's on the upswing as opposed to some retread who's been trying to do the same shit since the 80s. And it just doesn't work. Me too. And he needs to have full autonomy of the offense. That's what has to happen. Yeah. You know, DA can be head coach and title, but do not touch the fucking offense. Just focus on the defense. Get it back to a top 10 defense. Exactly. Um, Yeah. I don't know, Corey, you have any more thoughts on that or um no, I mean I'm I'm with you. I think it's like you just it, it, it goes to the leadership thing for me. It's like with Greg Williams, it, it seemed like cuz he had previously had head coaching experience, so like now we're not going to bring anybody that has previous head coaching experience, but it it made it seem more feasible to have this idea of Sean Payton being the head coach of the offense, Dennis Allen I mean, Greg Williams being the head coach of the defense. Yeah. Uh, that's the setup that I want to see. Um, so, you know, whoever the new OC is, if you're young, if you're energetic, good. But like Nick said, strong personality, but strong enough to where the players respect him. Like, new guy coming in, players listen to him. And that he's also a good communicator because that was one of our worst scenarios this year. It's got to be like in Remember the Titans with Yost <laughs> yeah. and uh, Boone. Yeah, one of them's got the defense, one of them's got the offense. Yeah, that's meet it. in the middle, make it go. happen in the uh, in the playoffs. So no matter who it is, that's that's what I want. There's to see. a reference, guys. So. Max bringing one. Max yeah. good with his movie. Ryan Gosling, movie epic references. wide receiver. Yeah, he got he got benched pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that's all I got on the coaching search. Any other last comments on this one before we wrap it up? Nah, I think it. I think it. You know, had to be addressed because it's uh, it's happening as we speak. Yeah. So. So see what happens. I know we talked about uh, on the last episode, we said that the season review was going to be the next episode. We figured we'd go ahead and sneak this one in first. But um, the next, you know, the next couple of days, you're going to go ahead and see the season review episode. I'm sure it'll be an epic one. Um, we, I, we have lots of thoughts. and We have been putting in work on it. That one, that so, one threatens to run two hours, I think. Yeah, it's going to be a long one. And uh, I have a little surprise for you all with a little, uh, call it highlight, highlight reel of good takes, bad takes. Okay. I feel like our takes were probably pretty good, but the predictions are pretty bad. It it sounds it's fun call it that, listening back the first time, hearing your own voice but and the things you actually said back yeah. then. Well, cool. I mean, I'm I'm guilty of it too. We are. <laughs> but with that we'll go ahead and uh leave this episode and we'll see you guys next week. Who that?